It's me. Ellie, you may this proceed. Is gonna be, this is going to be a great episode. It's not negative unless you make it negative. We're just Oh, I'm going to make out. it negative. I'm going to be nasty. So it, It's called red flags, Ellie. Settle in. Settle and you're in, wearing everybody. a red shirt. What does that say? I am. Jen, Clark, listen up. This one's going to get heated. Beware. <laughs> Guys, I'm so excited because my future sister-in-law's mother's name is Linda. And so oh, no. they will say to her, listen, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> And it makes me so happy. I'm very jealous. I don't think I know a Linda in my life. She's a great lady. I enjoy her company. Linda, if you hear this, you're awesome. Hey, Linda. What's cool? What up, girl? <laughs> what up, Linda? Your daughter's really great. I'm glad she's marrying my brother. Okay. Anyway. Oh, what a nice little shout out. Okay. Way to start Aww. off on another positive note. So now, what can I now we can just get real spicy, as John says. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back to another episode of Oh, Here's a Little Marketing for you. I'm Ellie Hicks. I'm Ellen Cernko. I'm John Young. Each week we talk about how to get the most out of your marketing as a small business or nonprofit organization. Um, and this week we're going to talk about marketing agencies in general. Uh, we know there are a lot of digital marketing agencies out there um, that, you know, whether you are looking for them or they are seeking you out. Um, some of these agencies are very legitimate. Some of them maybe not so much. Um, some of them might just not be the right fit for you. Um, so we're going to walk through some red flags to look for when you are um, in any kind of discussion with a potential digital marketing agency that you're going to be working with. So we're going to start out by walking through just some of the red flags, um, talk about what these agencies should should be providing for you. Um, and then just some tips for, uh, what you should do or what you need to know before you actually move forward or sign a contract with somebody. So, um, any thoughts before we get started from the team? Are you feeling spicy? Um, <laughs> so I'm, spicy. I'm not feeling spicy today. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so that might be like, we should have like, like a beat button. We should have a beat button in case it starts to get to. I'll see if I can find something while we're talking. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but I think before we start this conversation, I guess, like, my one thing is, like, this is not a dig at any, like, digital marketing agency. This is just, like, John is making a face. Um, <laughs> it but might turn into I, one. That's not our intention. No, it's not our intention because I, I feel like um, Gary Vaynerchuk – love him or hate him, he says something about, like, um, trust somebody until they give you a reason not to. Mm -hmm. um, and so I kind of take that mindset when um, a client asks us to work with another digital marketing agency or we see another one, like, come onto the scene. I always just assume, like, hey, this is great. It's going to be another solution for small businesses slash it may be an opportunity for us to, like, work together and, like, create marketing magic for this client. Um, so I just want – like, I guess our listeners to hear that, a.k.a. my mom and dad. Um, what if one day this does blow up and everybody's like, why do they talk about Ellen's parents so much? Because <laughs> um, they're great. I mean, if you were ever – They were our first subscribers, so – Yeah. Uh, we yes. shout out Chris Barrett on Scarlet's podcast all the time because he was number one subscriber. So Jen and Clark get special call-outs from time yeah. to time. It's like it's, it's like true. It's like Patreon, but for free. It's true. Nice. So – but anyway, yeah, I, I, I guess I want – everybody listening to know that like we always go into a situation with like a positive outlook of hey this is going to be great for a client um and then Some sometimes people just Ellen does, prove yeah. us wrong Ellen. 
<laughs> Ellen is not just glass half full. She's glass like 90% full. Yeah. She's always looking for the positive side, which is why we love her. Um, mm-hmm. But no, well, I, I agree with that, Ellen. Um, it This isn't – none of what we're going to say today is – honestly, when I wrote this, I wasn't even thinking like – Full disclosure, there wasn't even somebody in my mind I was thinking of. It's just different situations that uh, maybe my clients or potential clients have brought up that they've seen or they've gotten like emails about. Um, So again, that's kind of why I mentioned like um, these agencies, they might be legitimate. They might be great agencies, but they might also just not be the right fit for you. So Mm -hmm. um, and I know you might I mean, there might be some people out there that have never had experience with working with um, digital marketing agencies. So um, there's just, you know, a few things to look out for, be wary of, and just put some extra thought into before um, actually signing a contract or giving them any money. So I have one more thought before we get started. Okay. Something about the digital marketing industry to keep in mind as well is that like we're we're not like doctors or lawyers. So like we don't we don't need to be certified by anybody in order to do the work that we do. And so because of that, you're going to find a really wide range of expertise and knowledge when it comes to digital marketing agencies. So I would just I would keep that in mind as well that um Sometimes an agency may be operating a certain way just because they don't know, because they haven't educated themselves on a particular part of a service or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the service you're going to get most regularly will correlate to how much it's going to cost. So you may get an agency that's like an agency of one person and they've been in business for two years and they're... Service is really affordable, but it may not be to the same caliber as a team that's, you know, five or six and it's been around for 10 years and um, they have more industry experience and just more knowledge overall. Um, It's not like always for sure that way, but you may you may see some discrepancies in price and uh, service quality based on a few different factors, I guess is what I'm getting. Yeah. And, and prices, uh, largely supply and demand in in our industry as well. So if someone's charging five times what we charge for websites, let's say, uh, it's because they haven't been checked enough on those high prices. So they've get they get enough yeses to be like, Oh, this is the going price for what we provide. It may not be any better than what we provide for five times less, but Mm -hmm. they're, they're getting enough yeses at their rates and we get enough yeses at our rates. So just because something's $80,000 doesn't mean it's that much better than a $10,000 website. Agreed. For show. For show. All right. Let's get me. So that actually, that was kind of one of, um, Oh, sorry. One of my points here for red flags. Um, which it's kind of a different spin on that. So I'm going to go ahead and start with that one uh, just because you guys were just talking about it. And I think that's really good information to keep in mind. But I also think that when you are talking to a an agency and they're giving you pricing and you ever have a thought of, wow, this seems too good to be true, it could be too good to be true. Um, like Ellen mentioned, it, you are going to get what you pay for. So um, I guess there's some research that goes into this on on a client's end to know, okay, what is an average cost for a website build? Or what what do some of um, my, uh, my business peers, what are they paying to have somebody run their social media? Do a little digging if you think like, wow, there's no way that this person is going to do all of this for like $200 a month or whatever it might be. Um, 
again, it could have to do with experience. But that being said, also, what kind of website do you want? Do you want somebody to build it that has not a lot of experience? Um, If you just want something inexpensive and you know that there's no way you can do it yourself, that's fine if you want to save a little bit of money. But just know um, because it's so inexpensive, Ellen, you said it, it's probably because they don't have um, maybe formal training or they're new and they don't have a lot of experience to go on. Um, So they're just trying to get their feet wet in the industry. Um, So I I think that that is something to just be aware of, especially if you're having those thoughts of, wow, this sounds oddly cheap. (laughs) Two thoughts on that. I know I said I wasn't feeling (laughs) um, angsty today, but I am apparently. The first is um, the whole like how much something costs because of somebody's experience. Like we say that from experience, like when John started the business 11 years ago. 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He was not charging eight, nine, 10, $15,000 for a website. You know, he was doing websites for what, John? I think you did a lot of them for like a couple thousand. My my first big one was $1,500. And I only ended up getting half of it because they fired me. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So you know what you learned from that? You moved on. And I I spent, we spent a majority of that 750 at Ocean Club celebrating my big 50. That is a good place to spend it in my personal life. It was. It was a great dinner. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. No, they have, yeah, they've got good stuff. Yeah. But it's kind of like leveling up in a video game, if you will. Like the more experience you get, the more difficult the levels are going to be, the larger the rewards will be. Um, so keep that in mind as well. And then my other thought was um, for if a, if a service is too good to be true, um, I think the easiest place to get scammed is blogs. Um, so if you hire somebody to help you write blogs for your website, um, if there's not a way to like, if they can't fully explain to you what the process is going to be for writing these blogs for your website, um, the first one that you get, like the first draft that you get, I'll just go ahead and, you know, copy that text, paste it into Google, see if it shows up anywhere else. Um, mm-hmm. And if they have a sentence or two that they have quoted, they've cited, that's one thing. Um, but, you know, if you're seeing this show up on other websites um, or if you're seeing it show up on websites that aren't even affiliated to your industry, that would be a huge red flag. Um, one, because it's not super ethical. And two, like without – it's not – it's not super ethical, but two, it's not going to be very helpful for your website's SEO in the long run. So yeah, keep that in mind. See, so yeah, there was, there was my negativity for the day. Can I be done with it now? No, 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 no. no. Your negativity (laughs) is fed by my negativity. So this, we still have lots of time to let to go in this episode. So excited. (laughs) All right. So where I wanted to start, because this is usually how the process kind of starts, One red flag that at least I view as a red flag um, are cold calls or emails. Um, That's people just reaching out to you without having any prior communication or you having inquired. Um, Again, this isn't always bad. Um, I know that that's how a lot of people just do outreach. They're just like, oh, I'm going to start reaching out to all these businesses and see if they need help. Um, It's not inherently bad, but a couple of things to look out for. One, they are – I don't like – 
So first, I don't like when people reach out to you and come at you with a bunch of negatives and say what you are doing wrong. Um, I think that that looks kind of bad, even if it's like a very legitimate agency and they just are like, hey, this is the first time I'm meeting you, but it looks like you are not doing this, this, and this, and your website doesn't have this, this, and this. And now you're just stressed because some random person on the internet has told you what you're failing at. Um, So I, I don't love that. And then also... If you are receiving this uh, email from an email address that is not, I guess it doesn't seem official, like it's just from a, at gmail.com or, you know, at Yahoo or whatever it is, um, somebody that isn't even reaching out to you from like a like a business email um, with any information about who they are or where they're coming from. So there's no like link back to their website or they're not offering up here some of my previous work. Um that to me is a big red flag. What do you guys think? I have thoughts. John, do you have thoughts first? Because I've been talking a lot. Please go ahead. Um, so your, your first point, Ellie, about like, if they are telling you all the things that they're doing wrong, listen, I'm all for like different sales tactics. Um, but I personally like the one that shout out design uses. And that is, sitting down with somebody and hearing what their pain points are, hearing what their problems are, and then giving them solutions or options for those problems. Um, And then once we've established a good relationship, then we'll say like, hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Um, But if you're like first, if your first sales tactic that you choose is to um, instill fear in your lead, mm-hmm. then I don't appreciate the way that you do business, especially because a lot of the businesses we work with are small to medium-sized businesses, um, and they have enough going on in their brains. They don't need your fear tactics in there as well. Yeah. Um, to a little <laughs> – this is not yeah. going well. I, to- I told you it's gonna. I, it's, you're gonna keep every time we go to Ellen. It's just gonna listen. Look at I don't even. By think you're being like negative. Names. This is just true. It's like this is well, not I even just, being negative. I don't appreciate it. I I as a daughter of a small business owner and as knowing enough small business owners and entrepreneurs at this point in my life, trust me, they don't need your fear tactics swimming around in their brains along with everything else. Um, mm-hmm. So if you could just leave them out, I would appreciate it. Yeah, fear fear is an important sales tactic. It can be used in the right way, but I, I think it's kind of fear plus um, urgency, dancing around like the specifics, mm-hmm. and then also throwing out a lot of vernacular of things that people have a vague sense of, like "Oh, your SEO's off." Like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I mean, I can think of like probably two thirds of our clients. Like, if someone emailed them and said their SEO's off, they're going to email us. Like, apparently, our SEO's off. Fred from yeah. Uganda just said it's off. Like, we need to turn it back on. And so, yeah. I mean, that is what it is. So I think it's, it's fear of it's FOMO. It's like FOMO, but for mm. your business, like yeah. it's, I'm, I'm literally, you know, I, I like John and Ellen and Ellie and Rachel and Chipa, but like, I don't know, maybe the grass is greener somewhere else. So they get this email from SEO expert at yahoo.com and go, <laughs> this guy really seems to know his stuff. Like he, he bullet pointed a bunch of things and then I can show them that email that they also sent to 10 other of our clients over the past five years. It's just, you know, copy pasta, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these guys, that's what they use. They use the same email over and over again. They get a few hits on it and they make a little money and then they go on going about their business. It's yeah. like, um, it's like the domain, uh, expiration things. Yeah. My dad got one the other day. It was for the, uh, you know, we got a couple of extra domains a couple of years ago. Young's event was one of them. And mm-hmm. so 
he's like, this is fake, right? And I was like, yeah. And so I showed him on the on the one side where it says, this is not a bill, it's a solicitation. Like that company literally does nothing. They just send out letters hoping that people will send them $300 for getting their domain listed in a directory, which is nothing. And then yeah. it, they don't lose their domain. It's not, it's not uh, detrimental to your business aside from losing $300. There's just so many bad faith actors out there. Um, and there's even a lot of like, legit companies that do bad faith acting to try to get business. Mm -hmm. But that's, and that's kind of what we're talking about. It's, it's not, we're not necessarily hitting on scam artists because scam artists are kind of a different, uh, a different breed. It's people that are just trying to drum up business and they're going to use any tactic they can to get it. Right. They're not necessarily focused on the long term either. They're just like, how can I get this person to give me $200? Yeah. My rent's due even in four though, weeks. So can I even get though they're gonna, 500 bucks? Yeah, even though they're going to like leave me in a month because obviously I'm not going to do what I'm saying I'm going to do. Right. Um, you guys both actually just brought up two really good points that I have written out, um, which is great. This all kind of like goes together. Um, so the first one, uh, these agencies aren't asking about your specific challenges or needs. Ellen, I think you brought that up. So um, they come at you with this basic proposal, whether it's just they're proposing services or tactics um, or they're doing the whole fear tactic, um, either one. But they're coming at you with a proposal without even learning about anything about your business or learning about what your goals are. There's no way they can really know what your goals are unless they've spoke to you before. So um, that is one thing to kind of pay attention to. Like Ellen said, the way we do it, um, we want to have a conversation with you first. We want to see like if if we're able to help you and how we can help you by listening to what your challenges are, what your goals are, what you need from us. Um, and then we'll put together a proposal and tell you like, here's how it's going to go. This is the process. Um, and another thing that John, you brought up, uh, I think maybe it was mm -hmm. Ellen. I don't know. Buzzword. If it was a good People idea, it was mine people using a lot of buzzwords. So um, they, they're they just saying all of these words that they know that you don't necessarily understand or you've heard them before, but you don't really know what it means. So you're going to be more likely to just say, oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. We need that. So let's do it. Um, I can't even tell you. Oh, go ahead. There was this professional in in my professional journey that I met that I knew that this person did not know what this term meant that they were using in sales meetings, but they would use it over wow. and over and over again. And I knew they didn't know it because they would ask me multiple times what that term meant outside of those meetings. And I'd be like, why are you using this if you don't know what it means? So that's do what I grinds know? my gears today. Yeah. Do I know this person? Yep. Okay. But that's the thing too, which I mean, <laughs> push, push back. Like if you aren't sure, I guess that's a tip. If you're not sure about what someone's saying, if they're like, uh, your SEO is bad, then if you, if you aren't sure, or if you are legitimately like, what is he talking about? Or I didn't think that anything was bad. Ask, like follow up and say like, could you give me specific examples or could you give me a definition of what that means? And, you know, and especially if you're on the phone with somebody, they're probably going to stumble and you're going to realize like, wow, this is just the same spiel that they give everyone. Um, or they'll, you know, find some response to send back to you via email. But definitely don't be afraid to push back when people are saying these things. Or, um, I mean, even if you're one of our current clients and we start, I know sometimes it's hard to not get caught up in what you're doing and we might use 
words or phrases that you aren't completely familiar with, um, ask us to like, you know, tell us to slow down and say like, hey, I don't really understand what that means. Could you try to describe it a different way or help me understand what you're talking about so that I know? Um, always. Oh my gosh, I had a, sorry. No, go ahead. I don't feel it today. I go had girl. an extra cup of coffee. This is not good. Um, I had a client that I was I was using GMB, like the abbreviation in email between them. And they were like, I'm really sorry. I don't know what GMB means. And I'm like, I'm really sorry for starting this email conversation without spelling it out once because that's on me as a professional. I should have spelled out Google My Business and not assume that mm-hmm. you knew what that meant. Um, so yes, please do push back because we want to share education and share knowledge. Um, we don't want to gatekeep anything. Right. It's funny that you said that because I, there was one day I was like typing an email about Google, my business and it it was a, it's been a long time client. And I was like, apparently just feeling extra lazy and not, I, I even thought I was like, do I have to spell out Google my business every time? Like, do you think they know by now that I'm talking about Google my business that I can just abbreviate it now at this point? Um, I actually like consciously thought that. And then also the fact that like, I literally can't be bothered to type three words. I need, I need an abbreviation. So. Well, and now it's Google business profile. So it's oh, gross. GBP now. I wasn't going to be that guy, but I was going to say we don't use GMB anymore anyway. So yeah, that updated. Okay. It well, that's going to, that's going to be a while before I yeah, that's fine. remember yeah, it, and, cha- and by change the time my- you, <laughs> yeah, by the time you remember and change it, they'll change it to something completely different anyway. So don't you worry right. about it. Yeah. It's true. It's like how we're still not saying meta. No, mm. no. <laughs> um, all right. So another one um, to look out for is that these companies, if they are guaranteeing success or they are guaranteeing some result. So they're saying like, hey, work with us and you are guaranteed to show up first in search results or work with us and we are for sure going to double the traffic to your website. Um, or they're giving you some kind of specific guaranteed result. Um, nothing is guaranteed, especially in the digital world. Uh, we cannot guarantee that you're going to show up anywhere on Google. We can do everything that we can to help make that possible and also help you understand how it all works and why you may or may not be showing up. Um, but you can't trust a company that is guaranteeing these results, especially when they haven't even met you yet. Like they don't even know. Mm-hmm what you're doing already or they don't know much about your competitors or anything like that. So that to me is a major red flag. Yeah. I mean, there's two concerns with guaranteeing like number one ranking. One is I think you're lying. The other one is if you're not lying, you're doing it maliciously uh, called black hat type SEO type stuff. So Mm -hmm. the way you're going to do it is going to, uh, give me short-term gains, but long-term pains. Yes, mm-hmm. as the kids say. I, don't know, I like I don't know. that. Kid, I've never I, heard that, but I like. I've that. never heard it either. I just it just rolled just rolled off my tongue because I'm such a literary something. Um, so it, I've heard I've I, I've gone to some SEO conferences. It's been a while, um, but you you listen to these guys that are ex black hat, and you're like, yeah, we did all the things we knew that were going to be bad for this client's website, but we knew that they would get their traffic up right away. So they would be happy with that. So we'd get paid. And then, you know, it was like a six month campaign and then they'd leave and then Google would find out what they were doing. Like, cool. Uh, now we're not going to show your website for any search terms ever. Mm-hmm. So cool. You got lots of business right away and then you d- never get business again. 
So yeah, if that's now what you you're want, just in a cool hole beans. and yeah. yeah. Ellen, any thoughts from you on that one? No. Okay. Um, I agree with every, everything you guys said. There's one more red flag that I wanted to point out. Um, and then if you guys have anything else before we move on, but um, okay. This one is a little bit different. Um, but I think if they, it's kind of on you to kind of do your own research, like I said, but if they don't have, if they themselves as an agency don't have a good online presence or you can't find much information about them, that is a red flag. Now I say that loosely because that doesn't necessarily mean again that they're not a legitimate company or they don't do good work but it's just one step that you can take to try to find out information and to get I guess examples of their work so that you feel more comfortable um and I say this because also I mean anybody who has talked to us or listened to this podcast knows that we put our customers first and our own website on the back burner so um I mean obviously we try to you know, keep it looking nice and keep relevant information up to date. And, you know, we, we work on our own online presence. Um, we try to devote as much time to that as possible, but again, customers come first. So in saying that there are things that could be updated or there are things about our presence that could be better. Um, so that's, I'm not really just digging on people that don't have like great websites, but if you truly just can't find anything about this agency, it kind of seems like, they're really small or they're new, they don't have experience or they don't, I mean, it kind of looks like whether you do or not, you don't really know what you're doing because you can't even do the things for yourself that you're like promising these potential clients that you can do for them. So just not a good look, something to look into. Again, they could be a really good agency. um, So just something to kind of discuss with them and look out for. Yeah. And and outdated agencies. I, I muted myself. Go ahead, Ellen. Spice it up. If you are looking at an agency's website, um, go ahead and right-click on your mouse. Scroll down to inspect. You don't have to know code, but if you look through it and you see Wix, don't go with them to build your website. Oh, man. <laughs> see, I knew Ellen was going to start naming Smart. names. So it's a little you can uh, feel like you you can code then and feel 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 really cool and be like oh yeah don't no. yeah don't hire a web developer that used Squarespace or Wix unless they specify in building websites in Wix or Squarespace because there is yeah there there are developers that like they yeah I mean you can that. yeah you can finesse those websites to actually look professional I I wouldn't but that's that's yeah. you know it's a personal opinion I have two two stories one uh, was someone that I was in BNI with that um, also did website design, but also did other stuff. So we were able to cohabitate in BNI. And BNI is a networking group where only one website designer, only one business insurance, only one commercial banker can sit in a room. And it's usually a group of 20 to 40, and they get together every week and say, this is what I'm looking for. And so you've got a basically a sales team of people out looking for business for you. Uh, I used to be in it when I had time. Now old, old Lady Ellie is, is me, just in a different place. It's Killing me and it, doing it every Spring, Wednesday. Springfield BNI crushing it. Seven, hey, also seven shout out if anybody from BNI is listening to this. What up? Um, I I'm mentioned not, I'm it not in talking BNI bad about any week, of you. So <laughs> her 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 website was so bad, and she sold website design stuff. Oh gosh, like it was just it was an uh, ugly ugly website, 
and like she would she wouldn't talk about website design in meetings but we would talk about it on the side and I'm like I can't I can't fathom how you get business with what and she's like oh you know I just don't have time to update my it's like it's not it's not the lack of update it's just that it doesn't look good yeah, yeah. and that and I, is your prime yeah. like that is your prime example that you're able to show somebody that is what you do you build websites and if you have the most unattractive website that's just not a good look for you I mean it, yeah. even at the time it wasn't responsive at all mm. it wasn't built in flash it just wasn't it wasn't good and then um through and i had met someone else that does websites over there and her her website is still bad like i looked at it the other day because i just i randomly thought of her and i was like oh i wonder what wonder what so-and-so is up to and so i went bup, 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 bup. it's just horrible i'm gonna so need I, to know I, what that is after we are done recording because i want to go look at it mm-hmm. I, I i will happily yeah because uh yeah I, I was i outsourced or she outsourced some work to me um and so i was doing work for some of her clients and uh, they were looking at my website and then looking at their website. I think I hired the wrong person. And she was charging a lot more than us at the time and probably mm. a lot more than that now. It's like, man, I am not good at my job. Yeah, there's like a there's a difference between like your portfolios being a little bit behind in like how recent your most portfolio was and like your website not working on mobile. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So like we could probably get some new portfolio pieces up on our website, but like our website works if you're looking at Mm -hmm. it on a phone so and it's also something where if anybody asks like i've had it a couple times where people ask oh do you have some examples of your some recent work it's a simple url like sure we built this website here you go like send them a url and they can see exactly what we do um so if um like again if they're like oh do you have any other examples other than what's on your portfolio um, or even if someone says, oh, I looked at your portfolio, I might even take it upon myself to say like, oh, here's a couple of other um, more recent projects that I think you'd be interested in seeing. Um, so yeah, having having good examples of your work is going to go a long way. So um, any other red flags from you guys that I didn't mention? I'm sure there are. But that's I mean, that's a good start. If you get past all that, but you know, have a, have a, I'm a kind of small business owner that likes meeting with my small business owner partners. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't like having, not to say that I don't hire people outside of my circle, but it, it, I'd rather be able to meet with someone and talk to them. Even in COVID times when we're doing the video camera, like this, us uh, being on video, like I would consider that meeting someone. Like I don't want to correspond with someone just via email or just via text or just via phone calls. Even like I, I want to be able to see the person that I'm allegedly dealing with. So I can't if, imagine if, trying to build somebody's website with only having email co- communication. It seems daunting, but I'm sure it gets done, but I I, I couldn't. So it, I guess it just kind of depends on what what your budget is and what your relationship um, balance wants to be. Like, do you want to have a relationship with this company or you want just a job done? Because if you just need a job done and it's a hit or miss, I suppose you can take a risk at a red flag being less and like, Oh, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I just, you know, I wasted half as much as I would have spent doing it legit way. Yeah. Ellen, did you look at the website? (laughs) Oh, did you send it? I did. Oh, I thought, I thought I saw you looking at it. Mm -mm. No, she's paying attention to this podcast episode, John. Hmm. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I'm going to breeze through these next points kind of quickly because I want to get into um, what? Ellen's face. 
I could tell the second she looked at it because she looks. Uh, what's there's a Muppet that does that has the big has the big frown. Oh, the... Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember who. Anyhow. All right, now we're focused on the one on that goes meat. Okay. Um, so these next points, um, basically talking about what you should be getting. I'm going to breeze through these a little quickly just because um, I want to get into just some things that you can do to kind of have your own back. Um, and really what you should be getting is basically the opposite of everything we just talked about. So, um, you know, if you're talking to an agency, they should be real with you about timeline and results and transparent through this process. Um, they let data back up their um, what they're saying to you, whether it's, you know, changes, even if you're working with them and they want to make changes. Okay. What made them decide they want to make these changes? Yes, Ellen. Data that they explain to you. Yes. Not just data that they're like, here are all these fun numbers. And this proves right. my point without actually relevant, explaining to you what it means. Relevant data to back up what they're saying. Yeah. And just, and well, yeah, that goes to kind of what I was saying, transparency, them, you know, not using a lot of fluff to just get through a conversation with you to make themselves sound good. Um, and, and them taking the time to really work with you to help you understand what's going on. Um, again, we talked about this, but this agency should be 100% asking about your goals and challenges before even presenting options or sending you a proposal. Because again, how do they know how to help you if they don't even know what you need help with? Um, they communicate with you in an effective way that's easy for you to understand. Um, you should also feel comfortable asking them questions. Like I said, Ellen brought up a good point. You know, she was called out like, hey, I don't know what GMB means. Um, can you tell like tell me that? We hope that all of our clients or potential clients are comfortable asking us questions or, you know, stopping us if we're moving too fast, asking for clarification um, or just having a, co a genuine conversation with us so that we're on the same level of understanding. Um, you should absolutely feel comfortable doing that with anybody that you're working with. Remember, they are doing a job for you. You are paying them. Um, if you need to lead this conversation, that's the way it should go. If, if you need more information or you want it to go a different way, you should feel comfortable telling them that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try that the next time I get pulled over. That sounds like, that sounds like, uh, I pay your salary. I pay your salary. So you answer to me <laughs> you, as I'm getting you handcuffed. You do what I say. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the last thing that I had um, is agencies should be upfront with you about costs so you aren't surprised by an invoice that you didn't know that you agreed to. Um, even if there is fine print, they should call that fine print out, you know, like, hey, you're agreeing to this or, hey, you're going to see um, this increase on your invoice uh, because of this or, um, you know, when like we send proposals and each each thing we're proposing has line items exactly what you're going to pay and what you're going to get for that price. So that's something um, just not only how much are you paying, but what are you actually going to get for that? So it's not just some arbitrary number like here is reasoning backing up why we're charging you that or here's everything you can expect. And if you aren't getting that thing that we have written out of what you're paying for, tell us, say, hey, I don't think I've seen this or hey, what are you doing with this aspect? Um, you're, we're telling you that's what you're paying for. That's what you're going to get. John and I were just talking about this, like with, um, we had somebody that asked if they could just like pay for a service, like as they go, um, like as they just happen to use it. And we were like, you know, unfortunately no, because 
all of our services are like paid up front so that like you know exactly what you're getting, you know exactly how much of our time you have, you know exactly like what your return on your investment is going to be because we are not mm-hmm. in the business of just sending people random invoices that they're not expecting. Um, the only invoice that we ever send out um, that isn't like already in your quarterly invoice is for digital ads after you've spent the money on the ad spend. But that is also a budget that we have already set that you already Mm -hmm. know how much it's going to be. It's just like, you know, for that month of Facebook ads, it may have been like $562.43. So like, it's just, it's a little bit more exact because it's ad spend, but it's still Mm -hmm. within the budget that you have already agreed to and already assigned, uh, already signed a contract for. Right. So So you know exactly like, okay, my budget for this ad is $500 and I know that the management fee is 20% of that. So you know that going into it, you're not going to be shocked by like, oh, well, this month we actually spent $1,000. So that means also your management fee is going to be $200. And you're like, whoa, okay, that's literally double what I thought we were going to be doing. So that's, yeah. So even even if it's not something that you are paying up front, you agree to it, we're in an agreement, you know what to expect. Um, any other points that I didn't say about just things that they should be getting from these agencies? Um, I think it was kind of touched on, but just to like – reiterate like know who you're working with and if that person is going to be out of the office for any reason you should know who their backup is going to be Mm. um especially in an industry like ours where so much of the work that we do for our clients is like is very personality based especially if it's like ongoing social media work or content creation or something like that um so like as an example i'm going to be out of the office here next week and so Um, My main clients that I know that I talk to a lot, they're going to be getting an email this afternoon of like a reminder of the days that I'm going to be out along with an email directly to our support line and a list of SIOD team member names so that they know who would be getting back to them just in case. Um, Didn't include me, did you? No. (laughs) I just included Ellie, Rachel, and uh, Sheba. Yeah. Um, Well, I didn't include your guys' personal emails or anything like that. It's just the support line. And then either Rachel, Ellie, or Sheba will be getting back to you. Actually, I think I just put Rachel and Ellie. Uh, Yeah. Um, So keep that in mind as well. Like, I think one of the scary things of a small business owner is like not knowing who I'm going to be contacted by um, when I need something. Um, So, yeah, if they can't give you like a straight answer of like who's going to be getting in touch with you, then like one, that makes me feel like, they don't want to be held accountable for the work that they do. And two, it makes me feel like they're just going to ghost you at some point. Mm-hmm. And, and we have a, we have a client uh, that we host, host their website that we, we had built a website for them and they got a bug in their ear about having someone else build it. So he hired another company to build the website, but that guy doesn't host websites. So now we're hosting this website that we didn't build and he's had lots of problems with it. Come to find out that he's, this guy that he hired is not the one building the website. This guy outsources all his website design to someone else. Mm. So every time there's a problem, client either reaches out to me or the owner of the other business. And then he's got to wait. If it's, if he gets it to me, I forward it to the other guy. Uh, but then he's got to wait at least a day because they're on the other side of the country. So they're not working mm-hmm. on our time zone. So know who you're working with. It, you know, there's, that's true, there's, yeah. no, there's nothing bad about outsourcing work. If that's the, model of your business and that's the expectations that you set excuse me that you set but i mean it's in our it's in our contract like we have the right to outsource 
some of the work that we do. But first of all, we very rarely do. I mean, I'm, and by very rarely, I mean, I think I've outsourced like four small bits of projects, not including like graphic design or video or photo. Like I'm going to build your website. I'm going to build your website. Like no one's going to build mm-hmm. parts of your website. Um, so like four times in 12 years, I think. Um, but also just like know that uh, the company that you that you're paying money to is the one doing it. Even with yeah. the um, the couple of uh, marketing agencies that we do their clients' website stuff, they are completely upfront. We are going to be doing this part of this project. They are going to be doing this part of their project. So you communicate with them directly on that part. You communicate us directly on this part. Mm-hmm. So it, it is important to know who you're you're working with. Uh, not you know you don't need to go out with them and have beers every once in a while, but you, it is mm-hmm. nice to n- be able to put a face to a name and be able to communicate with that person when there's an issue. Yeah, I actually experienced that when I when I was your client uh, because I had the relationship with you guys through the marketing the other marketing agency who still did some print work for us, um, but you guys did the website, so I experienced that. But I I was made aware of that like before that partnership even really happened, or like right when it happened. I always knew what the deal was and when it switched. Um, I knew that um, there was a a kind of separate website team that was going to be taking over like any website changes. And I knew that I would still go to like these other people for my print marketing materials. Um, So yeah, it was communicated. That was like a good example of, of that happening and working and it being communicated to me and knowing. Um, And it was a very positive thing because obviously I would have rather you guys, the experts, be the ones doing my website and rather than somebody who maybe didn't really know as much about what they were doing. So, Yeah, we worked hard at the time to craft that message because they got in a pickle because their developer left. And so they were in a bad spot. And so we Mm -hmm. had to quickly craft a message saying, hey, don't panic, don't leave. Mm -hmm. Um, We we trust John and his team to to handle this. So it's not not a big deal. It's just going to be, basically, you're going to be working with someone other than the person that you've been working with. And, and I, I think I think they did a pretty good job of communicating that because you know you just said it that you, yeah you, you you weren't phased by it yeah so. it, it honestly just it was smooth I didn't even really notice um, and also I knew you guys were trustworthy because you had the world's thickest business card literally <laughs> I was amazed awesome. like your business well my business card isn't like that you guys got me the cheapos but what. What? Mine's not thick. No, mine's not thick like yours was, John. When I first met you, it should be. Yeah, like it should be like cardboard. Yeah. No, it's not. Oh no, we got ripped off then. Yeah, I I got ripped off. <laughs> okay, so yes. we'll talk about that after this. But no, I that's knew what John was my gears because that's what I, I knew. John was legitimate <laughs> because he handed me this business card that I could use as a weapon. <laughs> there isn't a time. There isn't a time that I hand out my business card where someone doesn't try to flip it because they think it's two. I'm like, yeah, that's literally, one. yeah, that's one. And, Boom. And so many and my people, clicky pins. So many people in my office. They were like, "What the heck is this business card? Why is it so thick?" And I was like, "I don't know, but I like it." <laughs> so um, anyway, yeah, we'll talk about those business cards after this because I got some. I got I some cheap business, business cards. cards. It's 2022. Um, We're not buying any more business cards. I yeah, so, you're not getting new business cards, but I am fired peeved up. that they're yeah, incorrect. No. I know Plus it's fun it's, on the back. You have two options: get a better website or don't. I love it. People do when I give out my business cards, which I do. I will say I'm a big fan of the business card of business cards in general. I think probably just because I'm in BNI and a lot of people do use my yes. business card, but um, people do compliment 
are snarky business cards. So um, anyway, let's get back on track. Any hoodle. Any hoodle, as Ellen would say. Um, so now I just want to give you guys some tips, um, some things to think about, things that you should know or do before actually hiring an agency, um, signing a contract. Um, so first, we talk about it all the time. Know what your goals are. Um, and ensure that this agency is willing to work with you to directly achieve those goals. So again, if they're just like, hey, we we want to do this, this, and this for you, and it's like, okay, well, those aren't necessarily my goals, or um, we don't have a problem with that, or we don't see a need for that, know what your goals are, know what you want to accomplish, and stand by that, and communicate that with this agency, and make sure they're willing to to work with you. Yes, Ellen. <laughs> I saw this TikTok a while back of this girl that said that she went out for a date and she, she like sat down at dinner and um before she had the chance to like even look at the menu the server came over and the guy like ordered for her and like companies that like sit down in a meeting and like tell you what you need before like you're able to tell them what your problems are or what your questions are give off that like toxic alpha male energy and like nobody needs that in their lives like you can take your own time to look at the menu and you can order for yourself um, i can tell you right now women at if this that company, was me so. i would have stood up and walked right out as some man sat down and just started ordering for me there would be a very small <sighs> like circumstance a very specific circumstance where that would be okay but it would honestly be previously discussed like I would be like oh yeah I like this or it would be like a whole thing where he would say like oh I would like to order for you and then maybe it's okay but let me tell you right now if I ever went out on a first date and somebody did that I am out the door mm. if Peaky Blinders sat down and ordered for you you'd be that's great oh, I, like I was gonna, Killian Murphy did. <laughs> I would Whatever be on one knee asking fine. proposing marriage <laughs> And I would think that it was just the sweetest thing in the world. And then I would come to you guys in our Tuesday meeting and be like, you guys, guess what happened to me? I sat down to dinner with Killian Murphy. And I'd be like, that was not Killian me. Murphy. He was not in Springfield, Ohio. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you got Who was to... that? <laughs> Hopefully he was and nice, then, but that was not him. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oops, my bad, guys. I got married after that. So <laughs> I'm married to a fraud. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway. So going back You're to how Mrs. I said Murphy like – with M-U-R-F-Y. Yeah. <laughs> going back to like what I said of, you know, we're not – um. Like, we're not doctors or lawyers or whatever. Like, even when you, like, sit down in your doctor's office, like, before you say anything, it's not like the doctor's like, okay, well, I'm going to prescribe you this before you've yeah. even told them why you're visiting that day, you know? Right. like. So if somebody just like sits you down and is like, this is what you need for your business, even if they've taken the time to like review your current digital marketing presence, like I feel like John, Ellie and I will do that when we have an, mm -hmm. a discovery meeting of like, we'll review what somebody has so far, but I'm never going to just like sit down in the meeting and be like, okay, well, I looked at what you had have and like, this is what you need. Because yeah. I don't know how you got to where you're at at this point. I don't know what's working for you and what's not. So if anybody just assumes what you need, mm, you yeah, can, like, like wanna, they, can leave that meeting. Go ahead, Ellie. So there. I want to be prepared. So, yeah, if I get – if I'm – if somebody reaches out to me and wants to work with us, I'm going to do my research. I'm going to see who they are, what they do, mm -hmm. if they have social media channels, if they have a website, what their website looks like. I'm going to do my own research. But I don't think – we have never been in a meeting where we have just said, like, Hey, nice to meet you. Your website could really use some work. Like we let them say like, hey, this is what I need. 
And if it ever comes down to like, you know, they might say like, well, is there anything else you guys would recommend as the experts? Or like, do you recommend this? Or what do you think about this? You know, then we're prepared because we've looked through all of your stuff and we can give our professional recommendations when it's warranted. It's not just, hey, we noticed that you're doing this wrong and it needs to change. Plus, Ellen's always prepared if someone says, do you have thoughts on that? You know she what? I do. always has thoughts on that. Here's a bullet yeah. pointed seven uh, seven page list of my thoughts. Yeah, now, I've already we, organized like them in a spreadsheet. <laughs> I like to be as it's prepared as possible. I know that I'll never be fully prepared for every situation because you can't plan for everything, but you can be as prepared as possible. It's funny and that I you know... asked because I just emailed you a Google sheet for with all my thoughts. I'll, really? I'll narrate Gosh. them to you. Oh. No, it, it you, you said it there, Ellie. Like there hasn't been a time where someone called us and said, um, uh, and like, we sat in the meeting and said, your website looks really bad. Like I always want the client. I, obviously they don't, they're not happy with their website. That's why they're calling me. Obviously they don't like it. I also, but I also don't want to offend someone. Like if they built it. Like, right. Uh, yeah. Cause that's happened a couple of times Well, I didn't offend them, but they're like, Oh yeah, I built it and it's trash. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't going to say it's trash, but yeah, yeah, it's not great. And that's why you're, yeah. that's why you're hiring me. Like you, and we've had a couple of companies like that where like, it wasn't maybe the person I was talking to, but it was like their kid or their wife yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to start in that, that place. Like we are, a, we are a pretty jovial type company where we, we laugh a lot and we take things seriously when we have to. Um, but I, I don't want to start out quite in that place because not everyone's like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first first part of the conversation going, hey, your website's garbage. Well, yeah, I built it. Um, and that's why I'm calling you, but now you made me feel bad, and so I don't want to hire you. Right. Yeah. I I I would say a good like rule of thumb to kind of look for if you're sitting down with a discovery meeting with a client is like to see how much they say. Um, so that's something I've learned from John over the years is that like in those discovery meetings, he normally says very little, um, because a lot of the times those discovery meetings are first and foremost, they may like, I see them end up being vent sessions for our future clients of kind of like lamenting about where they're at at this point. Um, and through that you're able to, you know, gather a lot of notes about what we may be able to help with. Um, and then it's also, you know, like what Ellie has been saying this whole time, like asking questions and then just listening to the answers. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you feel like you're sitting in a discovery meeting and you and your team have only talked for maybe like for less than half of the meeting, then I'd say that's a red flag in my book because you're just getting talked at. You're not being listened to. Yeah. It's it's your meeting. Like. Yeah. Mainly I'm quiet just because I like hearing how bad other agencies are. Like it makes <laughs> yeah. me feel better. Like even the days that we're not at, at at a 10, like I love hearing stories of where everyone else thinks they're at a 10 and they're at a four. Makes mm-hmm. me feel so good. I'm like, oh man, yeah. we're going to be around forever. Right. Like we're doing okay. We're never going to be that bad. <laughs> yeah. That is nice. It's a little confidence boost. Yeah. Um. Okay. So next, again, mention this, but as the client, do your own research. Know who you're working with um, before you sign a contract, before you start giving them any of your money. Um, look at some of their previous work. Like I said, ask for examples. Like if you can't find previous work on their website or online, ask for examples so that you know exactly what you can expect to get and you can kind of hold them to that standard if it's something that you like. Um, so yeah, do your own research. Something else that I think is really important, I don't think it's an issue at all, and actually I would recommend it, get multiple quotes, meet with multiple agencies. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and say this one and we can discuss it, but I say this because 
My next point would be make sure the vibe is right. Uh, make sure do that, that you you get along with this agency. They might be able to, they might do amazing work and they might be able to help you with all of your needs, but you just don't mesh with them. You can't communicate with them. You're it's it's kind of an argument. But then this other agency you just seem to feel really comfortable with and um you really vibe with, if I can say that word again. Um so getting multiple quotes or meeting with multiple agencies is not a bad thing because ultimately you want to feel comfortable working with these people. Um, it's okay to turn somebody down just because your personalities don't mesh. And we encourage it because even, you know, to be fully transparent from our end, we can and have turned people away because we don't think that we are a good fit for them or we know that it's just going to be a headache and we're never going to be able to agree on anything and really help them because we just aren't meshing. We aren't on the same page. So from both ends, um, just making sure that that relationship is going to be strong moving forward before, like I said, before you get too involved with them. One of the best pieces of feedback I think I've ever gotten working at Shoutout Design was a client that said, you know, I wasn't I wasn't a part of the conversation when we, when like my company decided to work with you all, but I am so glad that they went with you guys because we work so well together and it makes having a website presence so much easier because I know that I can trust you guys. And like that is just music to my ears. Like mm-hmm. if I can make your day to day life just a little bit easier, um, then I've done my job in my book. Um, So yeah, I would say like vibe is especially important when you're working with something that may also be like outside of your understanding. So again, like going back to like finding a doctor, I keep on like referencing medical today. No, I Um, think that that is actually the perfect analogy that you keep using though. I really do. Like like it kind of blew my mind. I was like, I never thought of it that way, but it is perfect. So Oh yeah. Well, it's such like a personal relationship, like finding like the right primary care provider that like you should be able to trust this person because like obviously like I'm not going to be prescribing things for myself or like I'm not going to be diagnosing myself. And I do feel like sometimes – um like the digital world can feel like another world that like you just feel like completely out of your understanding. Like Um, you're disconnected from it. Or like there's just – there's such an – there's such an overdose of information available online about what you should be doing with digital marketing. It can be – it can be suffocating to figure out what is actually going to be helpful and what is not. Like it can just be so Mm -hmm. overwhelming. Um, So finding that right person that can answer your questions and not make you feel um, like lesser than for not already knowing, but instead Mm -hmm. makes you feel empowered and makes you feel like you've learned something that can help your business. Like that is, that's invaluable in my opinion. Um, I agree. So keep that in mind. We work with a couple of different um, uh, county disability companies, County Board of Disabilities, and when I met with uh, Preble County, they they were the reason they called us was because we work with Clark County, but they were also in conversation with uh, is it Dark County that covers Dayton? Montgomery, I thought it was maybe Montgomery. It was Mo- maybe it was Montgomery County. So one of those was uh, also going to call us at at one point because they were talking to them and they had sat down with um, some young hotshot type agency. Where at like nine forty five or ten o'clock in the morning, they sat down and like button button shirts, but like you know down <laughs> to their chest, open like drinking bourbon at like ten in the morning. It was like a madman pitch for yeah. a board of disabilities website project. Okay, and like 
That that vibe is not for a board of disabilities. That board is barely for anyone. It is that board. It's for like Les Wexner popping in for Abercrombie and Fitch. Maybe. Also, why are we not doing that? Why am I not in like a suit drinking bourbon at ten a.m.? I mean, you can. You work from home, Ellie. I'm not going. Yeah. That's true. That's I mean, true. you didn't yeah, even no. wash your hair today to say that you're gonna you're gonna wear a button down shirt for a meeting is a big ask. Listen, it's baby steps. It's true. Um, it's I'm sitting here in an Ohio State shirt and a grungy, messy bun. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I showered you, before noon today, so like that's a really big win in my book. Win. I'm not going to pay in a suit anytime. Listen, soon. I said this offline, but just now, so then our listeners, whoever they may be, know I did shower today. My hair just <laughs> could use some work. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so that vibe obviously wasn't right. The Mad Men vibe. Um, no, didn't work out for them. Okay, so last thing that I want to say is just making sure that um, we've, we talk a lot about expectations and setting those expectations from both sides. So, like, you know, we have our own expectations. We know our clients have their expectations. Mentioning those up front. And agreeing on them and all being on the same page before you get started on a project or anything is <clears throat> is a great idea. Um, it's going to alleviate any complications or frustrations or, um, you know, you know what to expect and when to expect it. Um, so setting, setting those expectations before you get started with somebody is going to be huge. Um, and then again, if they aren't meeting those expectations, then you know, okay, this isn't a right fit. I might need to move on. We don't know your goals and expectations if you don't tell us. Correct. You have to communicate those. You do. Um, yep. So once you do, then we can all be on the same page and we can create a wonderful digital marketing presence for you or digital presence yep. for your business. So there's that. For show, for show. Any final Agreed. thoughts, guys? Oh, I'm um, so on... excited for Ellen. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ellen, who previously said she wasn't feeling spicy today, is apparently feeling spicy today. So let's hear it, Ellen, what grinds your gears. Okay, we kind of – I feel like we maybe started to go down this conversation, but then I stopped myself because I wanted to leave it for what grinds my gears. Um, what grinds my gears is when you are either a small to medium-sized business or you are a, a digital marketing agency like we've been talking about today – um, and you make the assumption that everyone is against you or out to get you in business, mm -hmm. whether that's other businesses that are your competitors, whether it's um, companies that you are partnering with, like you're, you're using them as a vendor, like like for us, like if, if you think that your website provider is like out to get you. Um, or just like even your coworkers, like you're just constantly like, well, they did this and they did that and like – that mentality, it's just, it's so, it's so frustrating and annoying in 2022 that like somebody constantly thinks that like the world is out to get them in business mm -hmm. because it slows everybody down. It stresses everyone out and like nobody needs it. Like it, it's so, so annoying. toxic. Yeah. It I mean, just, it just, it gives it off like everything. 1980s hustle culture and like it's so out of style. So like if we could just leave that in the past and just move forward working together as a society. I would appreciate it. Um, so that's what grinds my gears today. Well, I like what you said at the beginning of this. Um, I don't know if we were recording it or not, but you said, what was it? Like trust people until they give you a or tr trust people or, you know, in this case, agencies until they give you a reason not to trust them. Um, yeah. 
I think that that's huge. Obviously, you know, don't just be naive and, you know, choose not to like see things. But yeah, um, I think going into situations with an understanding of, you know, these people are here to help or we we can work together or, um, you know, whatever it might be is going to be way more beneficial than just instantly thinking this person doesn't know what they're doing and they're out to steal my job because that's going to having a negative outlook on things is not going to get you anywhere. So trying to see the positive in things uh, is, is just it's so much better. And well, like Ellen, this positivity over there would agree, I'm sure. Yes. If you're going to hire an agency just to fire them, like that is also, I would mm-hmm. say, like in the same vein, like so frustrating. Like hire somebody because like you trust them to help you and don't mm-hmm. just hire them because you feel like that's what you're supposed to do. And then you're just looking for ways for them to mess up or not meet your expectations that you didn't share um, yeah. so that you can fire them. Like it's just a waste of everyone's time. And like it is clear in those – in those situations, it's clear, like, that those people, they never were going to be happy. They were always going to find reasons to be upset with you. Um, there wasn't a chance that you were going to do anything that would please them. And that is unfortunate because, again, we don't know what we don't, what you don't tell us. So um, if you don't tell us that that's something that you want or tell us that this is how you prefer to communicate or the way that you want to do things and we don't know um, and so we, of course, aren't going to meet those expectations and you are going to be unhappy and you are going to want to fire us because we just weren't on the same page. So, yeah, early on, um, way early on, it was probably like a couple months when I started my business. The guy that actually brought me in to the B&I group, he uh, was working for Kimba Financial. And we're at a, um, a Gehanna Chamber event and he introduced me to a guy that was my next door neighbor, my booth, my next door booth buddy. Uh, who was also a website designer. So in this room of all these small businesses in Gehanna, there were two website designers right beside each other. And I think I've told this, I know I've told the story mm-hmm. to you guys. I don't know if I've said it mm-hmm. on the podcast before, but uh, I was like, oh, you know, kind of laughing like, oh, the the, the enemy, like we're going to be fighting for all this small business website design, uh, all, you know, all this money. And he's like, dude, there, there are so many of us, like there's so many lawyers and so many doctors, like you're going to find uh, the people that fit for you and I'm going to find the people that fit for me. And there might be times where we, battle it out over the same person but don't don't think of it as like i'm against you and you're against me just just do what your business is for and then you'll find your niche and your in your people i mean Mm -hmm. it was not quite as uh happy holistic as that but it was basically that was the message and i've kind of taken that to heart of like uh i even ran into um a guy at a where was i at oh it was a junior achievement dinner in springfield uh my dad and ben got like a lifetime achievement award for I don't know, selling ice cream, something. I don't know. They do important stuff in the community, I suppose. But uh, I was uh, talking to someone that I knew, and she introduced me to a guy that was starting a website design business. He's like, oh, we should meet. And he he said the same thing that I said to the guy in Gehanna 12 years ago. Like, oh, the enemy. I was like, dude, first of all, you're not even close to my competition because you your website has at Yahoo on it. So like <laughs> – like you're not, you're not, you're not, not in my, I, we're not like this mega company, but we're, you're not in the same realm. Like right. you're going to get business that we weren't going to get anyway. So it's, it's cool. But I said the same thing. I was like, dude, just, you know, just go hustle. You'll be fine. You, you don't need me to uh, hate against you or like you, you know, just go do what you want to do. Yes. And I also recognize like, so I've, I've sat in on a few meetings at this point, like as a shouted out design employee and like 
first and foremost, Shout It Out Design builds websites. That's like our bread and butter. It's what we got started in. We're really, really good at that. Um, we also offer other digital marketing services that we are also really good at because we've been working at them over years and years and years. Um, but there are some of our clients that they they primarily use us as their website provider. And so they will ask us to be in meetings with these other digital marketing companies that they would like to work with. And I can tell the second that I join a meeting of if this person is ready to work with me in order to help this client, or if this person is already on the defensive, ready to find any way that they can to get shout out design fired. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think part of that comes with like the culture that's been built around web developers. Like historically, web developers aren't necessarily known for being um, all that receptive to work with. Um, But I don't know. I kind of hope that Shout Out Design has changed that a little bit over the last decade and will continue to change that. And there are other really good web developer companies out there that are doing the same good work that we are. Um, So yeah, I just, I think... I think that having this like it's me against the world mentality is just really tacky mm-hmm. um, and you might need to like go talk to somebody about that so you can like figure it out because like the rest of us are just trying to lift each other up and do really great work for everyone else in the world. Um, so we just we want to work well with others and and you don't you don't have to like be out on an island all by yourself. Like if you're doing that, I really feel like it's kind of self-imposed at this point because I feel like the majority yeah. of people are ready to work with one another these days. You better say it's narcissism, check yourself then, before you, <laughs> before wreck, you wreck yourself. yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to I was going to talk about narcissism then I realized Sorry, on, that uh, yeah. that might go down a uh, dark path so we won't we won't <laughs> talk about narcissism and how it might affect people. <laughs> but it'll be okay. Oh my, I think my chair just broke. It's yep. okay. And uh in um, exactly 29 days we'll be uh without narcissism. So Oh, so we're gonna have to cut out this episode early. No, right? no, no. I'm not talking about anyone no. specifically. I'm just saying. Anyway, September. so in conclusion, it's a Green Day song, and September ends. When so September a, ends, October 21st, <laughs> I'm not available because Taylor Swift's new album will be out, and I'll be same. Busy. Sorry, John. Whole company's on you that day. We're not gonna work I'm because so we need excited. to listen to a Taylor it Swift album. It is a yeah. It is a global holiday, John. Yeah. We will be sitting, not we doing a single busy. thing, just listening. Just I don't even Ellen, know what day it's on. Ellen, did you share the the tweet I sent you? Uh, no. About Taylor Taylor Swift, and then uh, uh, I don't Harry's, tweet. I know I don't tweet either. I just use Twitter, but it was, which is it was also a, incorrect. Uh, I looked into it deeper. Harry Styles' oh, really? movie comes out earlier than that. It comes out in September. Oh, okay. It was just a tweet. So Taylor Swift funny. album and Harry Styles movie out on October twenty first. Huge day for annoying people. It's true. <laughs> um, it's a Friday, so I will. I well, will be, be out of the office Friday, October twenty first. I will be out of the office, unavailable. That's just probably that's my crying Jesse's my birthday. eyes out listening out, Jesse. to this album over and over and over again. All Approved. Right. I will be as well. Sorry, John. Thank you. Bye. Whatever. A Friday. Friday is a farm day. I you know, if shout out work is not getting done, that's on you guys. Cool, cool, cool. See you, Rachel later. and Sheba. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if the... they're T-Swizzle fans. Well, too bad. Uh, there can only be two people out for T-Swizzle. <laughs> Not true. if it's you a guys... global holiday. Shout out Design shuts down on a global holiday. You know what? Okay, You're right. Let's you add it to our website. We will be closed on October 21st because <laughs> we, we will all be pop-up? listening. Oh my, oh, my gosh. We will all be listening to Taylor Swift's new album. <laughs> I mean, really I think funny. you should put it in the October newsletter. Oh, 
my gosh, Young should do that as like as a joke post. Like Young's Jersey Dairy will be closed on October twenty first for Taylor Swift's new album. No, because then literally no one would come. They would think <laughs> that get it was so real. many Karens that would be so upset at you. No, 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 no. But the Karens are in my and Rachel's inbox. Don't do that so to us. Funny. It would it's not true. be funny. Do, do, I, think I mean, you funny. remembered a couple months ago when she posted a 14-cent pint sale that was clearly from the 60s. It was clearly and a throwback, and yeah, everyone lost a, their minds. It was like, oh, you sell an ice cream for 14 cents? <laughs> no. That was a 40-year-ago <laughs> ad. Oh, that'd be so funny. <laughs> so I'm going to add that banner to the shadow design site, though. D- t- tell you what. You get Clark to approve it for his, I'll, we'll approve it for Young's. For the Dayton Acoustics website? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can get that. Okay. I'm confident I need, I need verbal approval from him. Just verbal approval? From him. Not from you. From him. <laughs> okay, sounds good. I love this. Okay. I'll work on it. All right, sing uh, us out, Ellie. All right. Uh, <clears throat> wake me up when September ends. I got to have that weird, like, raspy <laughs> angst in my voice, you know? <laughs> I don't even know any of the other words. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love dashboard confessional. I don't know any of the other words though. So that's all we get. Or snow patrol. Oh, (laughs) what is that? Set fire to the third bar. I don't know the words of that one either. Kelly used to make fun of me because I'd listen to (laughs) Avril Lavigne when I would go out to the driver and get golf balls. Cause it was just good. It was just good. Like, like she's she's a good singer, but it was just like good nothing music to listen to while you're hitting golf balls. Yeah, that's hilarious. She came out, you know, when we were dating, she came out and like, what are you listening to? I'm like, nothing. She grabbed my headphones. <laughs> she's like, are you listening to Avril Lavigne? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I would love that. I would love if that happened to me. And finding out that somebody was listening to Avril Lavigne on the driving range. I would love that. And she still brings it up now to hurt me. So, Aw, poor yeah, guy. Cool. All right. Smash that like button. You know what to do. Catch you later. Bye, Jenna Clark. Thanks for (laughs) listening to Ope, Here's a Little Marketing for You, a podcast written and produced by Shouted Out Design. Our theme song is Kill the Sun by the Cincinnati-based band Motherfolk. Tune in weekly for new episodes.